Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never said and left for average, ayy. Shawty said she wanna see my savage, ayy. Goddamn, goddamn. Henny gripping and I'm saucing. Two cups, do something's how I'm rocking. I do this every day, I do this often. Goddamn, goddamn. I always been this nigga if you know me. Go get it, and my niggas, then my homies. We on the court, you in the nosebleeds. Say you gon' do it, nigga, show me Pull up in a limo, feel like Ric Flair Ten bad hoes, I'm a nigga nightmare Welcome everyone, thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Being Technical Podcast As always, I'm your host, Aaron BM, where I'm being technical and not always practical However you are streaming this podcast, thank y'all for tuning in you can also subscribe to this podcast to listen to previous episodes in the past that I previously dropped, as well as keep up with any new episodes that I release. Obviously, we've had some some good good basketball series so far in these uh, NBA playoffs. Obviously, it was it's turned out very intriguing, but not what we have expected. Obviously, first off, we got the Milwaukee Bucks finally knock, uh, knocking out the Brooklyn Nets, beating them in seven. I was n- obviously with the Nets. I thought they were going to be the NBA champions. I thought I thought there was not a team out there that was going to beat them, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. But the only thing I did say was going to beat the Brooklyn Nets was the Brooklyn Nets themselves. As well as injuries, and it took injuries to Kyrie Irving spraining his ankle, as well as a hampered James Harden, who uh, somehow, like always, when it's playoff time, something goes wrong with him. He he hurts his hamstring not a hundred percent, even with a with Kevin Durant basically showing everyone why he's the best basketball player in the NBA had back to back was a back to 40 point games 40 plus point games two out of the three games obviously winning game five losing Kyrie Irving um they obviously lost to Milwaukee in six and he dropped 48 I think in game seven and almost beat the Milwaukee Bucks single-handedly because he basically got nothing from James Harden but carried them as far as he could and he was an inch Oh, half an inch away on that fadeaway shot to beating the Milwaukee Bucks and going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how close it was that series was. And it took all those injuries. And also, like I've been saying about James Harden, which I will get to, a hampered James Harden to beat the Brooklyn Nets. And this is a perfect opportunity, in my opinion, the Milwaukee Bucks to make a to make it to the finals as well as win the NBA finals. I will dive in more on that as the series goes on. But the Milwaukee Bucks get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I must say, Giannis, the Greek freak, he deserves his props. When the game when when the games mattered, he showed up for the Bucks. 
He's no longer just a regular season player. He finally showed why he is a previous two-time regular season MVP, most valuable player, and a superstar in this league, dropping 40-13 and carrying his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. He showed up in that in that game seven. Big shout out to Giannis. I will no longer tolerate any Giannis slander. That's for sure. And this is a golden, golden, golden opportunity for Giannis to cement his legacy and win the championship. The Brooklyn Nets aren't in his way. The Los Angeles Lakers aren't in his way. He has a golden opportunity to make it and win a championship this year. If they do not do it this year, I don't think... The Milwaukee, I don't think Giannis will ever win a championship again because obviously next year is the new year. Teams reload, teams get healthy, Brooklyn will be back. There'll be a lot more stiffer competition next season. Lakers will be back. There'll be a, so this is Giannis' opportunity to win a championship and cement his legacy amongst the greats and bring a championship to a small market team like Milwaukee. Which pains me because Milwaukee is is in Wisconsin and I do not want to see those Wisconsin fans prosper. They don't deserve, first of all, what what they have done in the Packers or the other team out in Wisconsin that plays football, which I will not name, how they've treated their superstar quarterback Aaron Rodgers. They get gifted with another superstar in Giannis and could possibly win them a championship. Pains me, but however, Giannis, I will support you. I will be totally fine with the Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship because Giannis is a fellow African brother. I don't even consider Milwaukee. I don't even. I won't even associate them with the Wisconsin sports. Uh, Milwaukee is a clutch airport, also. So Milwaukee, you have a fan in me, and also, and then they get to play the Atlanta Hawks. Another team that came out of nowhere. Big shout out to Ice Trey, Trey Young, knocking out the Philadelphia 76ers, taking out Joel Embiid. I low key wanted to see Joel Embiid and Giannis, the two Africans, go at it for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. However, I'm okay with the A. Big shout out to Trey Young. It's starting to look more and more that that Luka Doncic. And Trey Young trade worked out for both teams because the Hawks have an emerging superstar in Trey Young, who's who's far exceeded expectations. Nobody expected the Atlanta Hawks to be in the NBA Eastern Conference Final, Eastern Conference Finals, a chance to go to the NBA Finals. And just a few months ago, they were 14 and 20 and fired their coach Lloyd Pierce. Shout out to Nick McMillan turning that team around and getting them to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think. They far exceeded expectations. I don't foresee them beating Milwaukee. I see Milwaukee winning that series in six. But it's still a stepping stone for the Atlanta Hawks. They have a nice little young nucleus. If they're able to keep John Collins in the, uh, in the uh, with the Hawks, get hurt, uh, get uh, Hunter back, they'll get Cam Reddish back. I think they're going to be a force in the East for years to come. I think this is just a learn a step. You got to crawl before you walk. I don't see them just jumping to the NBA Finals. But big shout out to the Hawks, the Philadelphia 76ers. 
in an epic collapse. They basically had this series in their palm of their hands up 26 in game five and blew not only game five, blew game seven on their home court. They essentially lost three home games in this series with a a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And what I've noticed so far in these NBA in these NBA playoffs, two things. One thing, it's a lot of small market teams. And in my previous podcast, previous episode, I was saying that do we really need a Clippers Nets finals? Does the NBA need superstars? Do they need a big market team? To be, to be, uh, to make the MVP fans watch. I guess I'm wrong, because with now we got the Phoenix Suns, we still have a big market. I guess the in the Los Angeles Clippers. Big shout out to the Clippers, winning, beating the Utah Jazz in six to get to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kawhi Leonard. Was I guess all those load management, load management games with Kawhi Leonard not playing. They figured out how to play without Kawhi Leonard. Were able to beat the Jazz, the one seed Jazz, and you got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. The NBA playoff ratings were actually up 39% in, since last year. The two highest rated games were the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets and the Hawks and Sixers game seven. Which is remarkable for all that, all the NBA needs, the big superstars, the LeBron, the Steph Curry. They need all this. That's not what fans want to see. Fans want to see the small market teams prosper. It gives the, it, it evens out the competitive balance in the NBA. We're tired of watching the super, super teams constantly be in the, in the finals. Constantly being the same team, same players. So maybe I think it's a breath of fresh air for the NBA to finally see some new faces, some new rising stars, players we haven't seen. Finally competing for an NBA championship. Also, a big shout out to PG, another player who no longer deserves slander. Play, he can finally be called Playoff P because when the games mattered, no Kawhi Leonard, Paul George stepped up to the occasion. Two games back to back and led his team to the next round, beating the Utah Jazz to get to the West. And he still balled out game one, obviously. Still um, then going at it with Devin Booker, also another young superstar in the making. And so many young superstars, players we're not familiar seeing in these spots, in these spotlights. It's good to see, breath of fresh air to see some of these young guys finally getting their chance to play in Playing these big games, fans can recognize these, um, become more recognizable. So big shout out to players that earned, should earn our respect this year. No longer deserve slander is Giannis and PG. Secondly, the three players that deserve all the slander who I've been ridiculing I'm going that that deserves slander that always know how to pull off the D act time and time and time again. James 
Harden. Of course, right on schedule, James Harden, when the playoffs come around, when the season's on the line, he pulls a disappearing act and he's nowhere to be found. Somehow, someway, every time I say James Harden always disappears when the games matter. And I see why he wanted to go to Brooklyn because he didn't want to have to put the pressure on where he can hide behind Kyrie Irving as well as Kevin Durant. But when his team needed him in a game seven, and Kevin Durant, when he needed another player to help him, James Harden was a no-show, wanted no part of the spotlight, wanted no part of the game, was ice cold in the fourth quarter. He looked like disinterested. Every time he picked up the ball, he looked to pass to Kevin Durant right away. And I've been saying that about him when he was in Houston. And he always crumbled when the games matter. He did it again in Brooklyn. You could say he was injured. Obviously, there's always excuses for James Harden. But if he was out there playing, I don't want to hear no excuses because he played two or three games with that injury. So injury. Well, when he mattered the most, couldn't make any shots down the stretch, couldn't make any threes. He is one of the most lackluster, unclutch superstar I have ever watched in the NBA, for as great as Viscori is, great regular season player, I'm not knocking his regular season confidence when the games matter the most. James Harden knows to disappear, and he wants to watch the playoffs just like the rest of us, apparently, um, like a spectator. And then secondly, these two players, in my opinion, are the most overrated, overhyped, overglorified players I have ever ever witnessed and ever watched in the NBA. That is Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons. Rudy Gobert, a seven foot lanky, tall defensive player of the year, obviously two time, three time defensive player of the year, gets paid $200 million and the loss. And when it came down, the Los Angeles Clippers picked on him. So this whole time in the regular season, all these teams were afraid to score in the paint because they thought he was an enforcer. But no, that's not what Tyler on Lou did for the Clippers. They went and attacked him, and he looked lost out there, especially in Game 5 and Game 6. When you're 7 foot tall, making $200-plus million. Now I see why Shaq feels some type of way when Rudy Gobert signed that $200-plus million contract. I'm Rudy Gobert. 100%, 1,000%, I'm taking that contract. But when it mattered, he was unplayable. You, were, He was getting taken to the cup, put in a blender out there with the likes of Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Paul George. These guys literally went after him and made him look suspect. They made him look like a deer in headlights. He didn't know what to do. Put him in pick and roll. He didn't know, couldn't defend the three, couldn't protect the paint. Couldn't score, can't shoot free throws. He was literally a liability for the Utah Jazz. He came to the point where he should have been benched by Quinn Snyder. But since the Utah Jazz pay him over $200 million, you cannot bench a player that makes that much money with that many accolades, an all-star, a defensive player of the year. You cannot bench such a player. And the Los Angeles Clippers exposed every single flaw of Rudy Gobert. And Ben Simmons, Ben, Benjamin Simmons pulls off a 
once again, a Houdini act. First of all, Rudy Gobert, if I'm the Philadelphia Sixers and the Utah Jazz, I'm calling my bank and I am telling them, do not clear this transaction. It is a fraudulent purchase because what they did was a heist. They lit that what they did, they they convinced that they should be arrested for fraud. They should be investigated for fraud, for emulating a superstar player in which their teams could not rely on them. Ben Simmons is literally the most overrated player I have ever, ever, ever watched. I mean, how does a guy making $35 million a year $170 million contract, and the man is afraid to shoot the basketball. The man plays professional basketball, and he is terrified to shoot a basketball, which is basically the basic fundamental of the game of basketball. His sole job, the whole purpose of the game of basketball is to put the basketball in the hoop. And you have a player who is terrified to shoot the basketball outside the paint. He went four quarters, four fourth quarters, without taking a single shot in the playoffs, mind you, with their season on the line. Another co-star to Joel Embiid, who is arguably, in my opinion, the best big man in the NBA, could not help him shoulder off some load. The guy can't shoot a free throw. They, Doc Rivers, even had to bench him. A guy they're paying $170 million over the next five years, $35 million a year, and they are afraid to play him. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds if you're paying somebody and they're useless? Oh, I, I hope I, I I hope they can get a refund on that because that is the most embarrassing. The guy, I mean, what I'm curious to know what he, does he do all off season in which he's been in the NBA for five years and doesn't even have a mid range jump shot. He can't even hit a mid, let, not even a mid range. He can't even make a free throw. Thirty four percent from the free throw line. That was that is the worst. In the in NBA history, 34%. Sure, you can say, oh, he can facilitate. He can do other things on the court. He's a defensive player. He gets his team involved. Who was he getting involved? He literally checked himself out. I don't know what I, what I watched. I saw the guy just pass the ball and wanted nothing to do with the basketball. The guy gets paid millions of dollars to essentially be able to be in everything. The Brooklyn's aren't paying $35 million. They get point they get buckets from Kevin Durant. They're paying the Bucks are paying Giannis. The the Suns are playing Devin Booker because those guys, when it matters the most, they will get you a bucket. They will create their own bucket. And you literally have a liability in Ben Simmons to the point where teams just let him. Just let they give him that shot and he's afraid to shoot the basketball. That guy needs to what he needs to do. This offseason, because he's for sure done in Philadelphia. The fans are done with him. He needs to see a sports psychologist and figure out whatever anxiety he has. Because if I'm paying somebody that kind of money and he doesn't want to shoot the basketball, you want a facilitator and a guy that plays defense, 
You can get them on the bargain. You can get guys like Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo. And even those guys aren't even afraid to shoot the basketball. They can knock down. And another example, Giannis, for someone that is not, not accustomed to being a great shooter, he will still take the shot and he will still occasionally hit a jump shot when it matters. Just watch that game seven. He was still not afraid to shoot that mid-range jump shot when it was given to him. He, he hit him a couple times, hit a couple big threes. He... He made a couple. He, he has struggled from the line, but he had some clutch free throws. I think he went seven for eight in game seven. So if you are paying a so-called three-time all-star defensive all-team NBA, and you're out there getting cooked by Trey Young, not, not only can he def- can't defend, he got in foul trouble, doesn't want to shoot the ball. He even gave up a layup to tie the game. He had a clear layup on the post, and he decided to pass it. The teammate, I think it was Thylus, he gets fouled and he misses one. And then the Hawks come down and hit three. And that was the end of the game. And you get thrown out, thrown under the bus by your teammates? That is pathetic. And if the Philadelphia 76ers try to trade him, good luck. Good luck. Is he fixable? I, that kind of pay, that, that kind of, if I'm paying him $35 million and I, for some reason, trade for him, I'm going to lock him in the gym with a coach. We're sleeping in that gym, and I will not let him leave until he shoots jump shots and free throws all day. If he got to switch hands to his right hand and start shooting right hand, he got to do something because that that was embarrassing for someone of that caliber. And apparently Stephen A. Smith says, according to whatever he said on first day, he got a text saying Ben Simmons doesn't care. He doesn't work hard. He's babied. He doesn't have any friends. And it kind of, for, for all I say about Stephen A, it kind of makes sense. Because in five years, when your sole purpose is to play basketball, what is he doing all offseason in which you can't even develop somewhat of a jump shot? And then I see, and then I, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media, I'm seeing Timberwolves fans saying we should trade for Ben Simmons. And I say keep him far away from the Minnesota Timberwolves as possible. What can Ben Simmons do for the Minnesota Timberwolves? First of all, if you trade for Ben Simmons, if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, you at minimum have to give up D'Angelo Russell or Malik Beasley and or both and picks just for the contract, just for the salary to match and just just to get Ben Simmons. And then on top of that, on top of that, you're going to bring him to a franchise that does not have shooting. First of all, in order to exceed, excel with a player like Ben Simmons, who, who whose weakness is shooting but can facilitate, you need a team full of shooters. You need a Golden State Warriors. You need a Atlanta Hawks. You need a team that can shoot, that can utilize him and spread the, spread the court spread out the floor, and I can give him more space in the paint and find shooters. We don't have shooters. One of our best shooters is D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, and you got to give them up both. And who, who, who's going to shoot the ball for the Timberwolves? Is it going to be Ricky Rubio and, and, and Edwards? For as great, as great of a rookie season he had, he is not the best shooter. So you're going to have your big man who you want in the post floating around in the three-point line, and now you're a liability in the, uh, for offensive rebounds? 
No way. No way. Keep him far away from the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'd rather build around D'Lo and Cat and Beasley than trade for a, a, a broken, mentally fragile, expensive superstar that is a, not only can't shoot, is terrified of shooting the basketball. No way. Keep that far away from me. Keep that far away from my franchise. I don't care. He needs to go to a team that has a veteran superstar that can take him under the wing. Someone like the Minnesota Timberwolves. But knowing him, he's going to get sent somewhere far. Good luck to him because he ain't, he ain't no way he's going back to Philadelphia. The way them fans trashed him, ain't no way he's going back to Philadelphia. He's getting traded for show. And I'll be surprised because there's no way Joel Embiid is going back, playing next season with Ben Simmons as his teammate. And speaking of the Minnesota Timberwolves, what is it with the sports media robbing our up-and-coming rising rookies of Rookie of the Year? Anthony Edwards was robbed. The NBA and their committee need to be investigated for treason or for... Bribery, because there is no way LaMelo Ball should have won the Rookie of the Year over Anthony Edwards. That was a heist at the highest order. That was robbery and broad daylight. Where was the white Bronco? That was highway robbery broadcasted live for America to see. LaMelo Ball had a great start his rookie year. He got hurt. I was unfortunate, but Anthony Edwards... Had multiple 20-point games. He was a street. He was rookie of the rookie of the month. He was on the all-rookie first team. Anthony Edwards deserved the rookie of the year. First off, you robbed Justin Jefferson of rookie of the year. The NFL robbed Justin Jefferson of rookie of the year. Then second, you now you're gonna rob Anthony Edwards for the rookie of the year. All because Lamella Ball is the most over um gets more. Media accolades, more attention. You're going to give it to LaMelo Ball even though he didn't play the last month of the season? Are you going to give that uh, the rookie of the year over Anthony Edwards? You should be ashamed of yourself, NFL. You should be ashamed of yourself, NBA. Minnesota is a big sports market in which we have professional sports and all sports. And you're going to rob... You guys are going to, you sports media are going to rob Justin Jefferson and Anthony Edwards of the rookie of the year when they are the most deserving. You should be ashamed of yourself, NFL and NBA, especially the NBA. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I hope you guys are prosecuted at the highest order. I'm going to start. We should take this to the Supreme Court. That, well, maybe that might be a little too far, but this should be investigated. FBI, CIA, you need to investigate this. Crime. Robin Anthony Edwards is the rookie of the year. That's a shame. Taking just robbing Anthony Edwards of having such a wonderful, great rookie season just to give it to a player you hype up the most. They should be just a shame. I'm embarrassed. Anyway, that's all I've got for y'all. Thank y'all for tuning into this episode. I appreciate y'all. As always, for tuning in, however, get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter, just being Aaron. Instagram, just being Aaron. That's all I got. I'm already fed up. Until next time. All right, I'm leaving. I'm out. Devil too close to me, devil too close to me. I see my enemies turn friendly and get close to me. I see they movement from a distance, they approach me. I don't trust nobody, the burner may come.
day could be my day Countless nights had situations that ain't almost go my way I'm still standing by my mission, I'ma do this shit my way Remember laying on my deathbed, I couldn't speak, my body bleeding, I was restless They stuffed them cues down through my throat cause I was breathless My mama never left my side, she was my best friend I seen the tears run out her eyes and it was endless Ain't had no fear up in my heart, my soul was stressless He done blessed me with a chance when I was helpless I promise I would never lose and I forget this Remember me said if I die today, know what I tried to say And if my grandma isn't straight, that shit's a tragedy I see them hunting niggas down, they causing casualties This hell on earth, it ain't no place to raise a family In my life, no, I need changes So many people around me, but they feel like strangers Don't get too close to me, you know I get anxious I seen the devil, I hope God sent me some angels We in a crisis, walk outside and feel like we at war My block is ISIS, turn the TV on them bodies dropping We can't fight this, I survived the day But we don't treat it like it's priceless When we at them funerals, the only time we righteous Yeah, I need blessings on me I know many niggas want their weapons on me I know I've been paranoid, I watch them closely But I just heard my nigga got shot by his homie Damn, that shit so cold to me Can't nobody tell me nothing, my hood still got hope in me I just want my millions, don't want nobody to notice me No killer, but no nigga getting close to me Said if I die today, know what I try to say Straight, that shit's a tragedy I see them hunting niggas down there causing casualties This hell on earth, it ain't no place to raise a family I pray the Lord I see, I pray my soul to keep Say my three prayers every night before I go to sleep I know I'm never gonna get what isn't supposed to be But I need changes in my life, devil too close to me